0: hello my name is mark and i'm one of the hosts of faith and geekery which we are used to doing as a stream but we have decided to delve into the world of podcasts so sit back and enjoy our latest episode (laughs) to another episode of faith and geekery my name is mark and this is Hello, hello. Um, you are meeting me today uh, briefly down in my living room uh, where, um, I don't know if you can notice, uh, but there might be something a little bit different about this direction. Uh, but uh, first of all, Becca, how are you doing? you okay?
1: I am magnificent, yes. I'm very well, thank you very much.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. And uh, already we've got comments flying in. Uh, Lydia is happy to uh, and excited and I know he's already dropping a spoiler by the way uh, so that's gonna come in th- thick and fast and uh, Brand- Brandon is also here as well so already there's a little bit of buzz and excitement and uh, and people taking part which is always good <laughs> especially on a live stream uh, but uh, yeah what have we been up to this week have you been up to anything geeky Becca?
1: Um, Well, it is, with the change of season, it means that I'm swapping out all of the prims, the digital landscaping stuff from one sim to another sim to make it feel Christmassy. So it's all about the details.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. And uh, I have been busy building, and I've just referred to this earlier, but for those people only listening, wouldn't have a clue, uh, I've got a TARDIS behind me, or that being said, a bit of a, a wooden... Yeah, a wooden box (laughs) that is starting to take some sort of TARDIS shape. Um, And also, there's a Christmas tree there as well. And uh, I'll tell you what, I'll show you something else as well. In the main Christmas tree in our living room, can you see? It's a little Lego reindeer because we have loads of uh, transparent baubles with Lego minifigures in. Ah. Um, just to kind of add a little bit of geekiness into our living room uh, but uh, yeah so this is this is the TARDIS that I've been bu- building and working on and uh, I managed to put the doors on just a couple of hours ago just for you lot uh, but yeah the the scary thing is how big it is Um so for people who can't see this on here is basically the base of this is a meter and a half by a meter and a, meter and a half This is a massive size.
1: It's bigger on the outside.
0: (laughs) It is, it really is. And people keep on asking, it's like, oh, how's the TARDIS building going? It's like, I can't believe um, that I kind of saw the kind of original schematics or took a photo of the original schematics uh, down at the um, Doctor Who exhibit uh, down in Cardiff. And I was like, oh, I'll put that on file for later. And uh, and, yeah, 10 years later, or however many years later, uh, I've kind of used it. And it was only literally putting the thing together as they're going, Oh my gosh, the TARDIS is massive. It really is big, big, big. Uh, But I wonder what everyone else has been up to, what geeky things you've been getting up to. I think some of you may have kind of put things up on the geeky gallery, what you've been up to, Uh, but uh, feel free to leave a comment uh, below and uh, yeah just let us know what geeky things you've been up to. Shall we move on to the geeky news?
1: Let's move on to Geeky News. I'm
0: going to disappear for a moment and then I'll rematerialise upstairs. So uh, I'll see you in a moment.
1: Mark has exactly one minute and 12 seconds to get upstairs as we watch the Geeky News.
0: Welcome to Geeky News and we start off with the sad news that the singer Shane McGowan from the Pogs has passed away earlier this week as christmas comes i'm sure we'll be hearing lots of times the fairy tale of new york being played in his memory talking of christmas there is good news for macaulay culkin as he's finally been awarded a star on the hollywood walk of fame in computer game news there is uh yeah a buzz and excitement about grand theft auto 6 because a trailer has been leaked onto the internet so we're all uh abuzz and wondering what uh goodies that may involve that is if you're a fan Next, there is also uh, Willy Wonka comes out on Friday and yet more trailers have been dropped and it looks fantastic, really. I look forward to uh, seeing how that comes out. And finally, with Christmas news, there is also good news, that, uh, which is interesting, really. In the world of digital and online things, uh, there is still excitement over the Radio Times Christmas edition, which uh, has got a release date of Tuesday, the 12th of December. So that's really exciting. That's all for Geeky News. Thank you. Hello. Matt. I oh. got here in record time and then suddenly realized I left my bit of paper down there. I've left everything down there. So never mind. Uh, we'll see how we go. Um, so <laughs> okay. it's, uh, yes, uh, Lydia said, yes, I do indeed have a TARDIS. Um, so, yes, I could have just used that. I could have jumped in, got there in a split second. Um, so, uh, so yes, um, I'm slightly out of breath now as well, which is a bad, bad <laughs> thing. Um, we are not alone talking about Dr. Who. Uh, I'd like to introduce, um, us to well in fact, we, we haven't talked about geeky news. Um, but, uh, we'll bring on David as well anyway. Um, hello, David. Hello everybody. It's, uh, yeah, David's webcam is a little bit jittery, but his audio seems to be good. So all is well. Um, First what anything from the Geeky News, Becca?
1: You know what? The Radio Times, I don't know what it is, but if I've not bought it, and I used to buy one for every single lounge in the care homes that I worked in, just because there's something, because I'm not sure I even use it properly. It's like one of those big programmes from a festival. I just turn up and put on whatever, whatever I want to watch. Um, but yeah, there's something about the Radio Times that i just love i just love it at christmas
0: yeah. yeah it's definitely it's very nostalgic and kind of very kind of it very practical and hands-on you can like highlight stuff and, and all yeah. that kind of stuff it's very exciting i remember my
1: mum buying it and it being the oh now it's it's nearly christmas now
0: yeah but again in the same vein for me fairy tale of new york is the one kind yeah. of track that i absolutely adore and and I think yeah. it goes back to the fact that my dad used to love Kirsty McCall uh, and then she passed away and that kind of became mm-hmm. quite a, yeah, a nostalgic kind of track as well and a quite emotive one. Uh, and so, um, yeah, so to hear that Shane's passed away as well, that's been quite sad. Um, and yeah, interesting, interesting, uh, yeah, interesting times. I'm trying to remember actually what i would actually recorded in the Geeky News now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, never mind what was, the,
1: what was the thing in the middle there was something in the middle
0: uh macaulay culkin's uh Culkin.
1: Hollywood... yeah it's well time for this time of year isn't it because yeah. i
0: think
1: i don't think it's quite christmas there's a few christmas movies that i have to watch but home alone is definitely probably top 10.
0: Yeah, absolutely and i believe have we got our christmas uh, is it oh which which way around is it next week are
1: we having a christmas one next week or the week after
0: yeah, that's a very good point, isn't it? So, I think we've got a we've got christmas Christmassy sort of one with Tom, um, and then the one after is the Christmas specials, generally speaking. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, sorry. So, yeah, we've got a couple of specials coming up. Uh, but first of all, uh, we've got David. Uh, welcome, David, uh, to the show. Um, I think I've known you for at least 13 years now, I think. Mm-hmm. um and uh and I, I did mention the cardiff experience because we both went to that and i can't remember how long ago that was
2: that that was just about 10 years ago wasn't it yes yes
0: yeah 10 years uh-huh. ago
2: just before the 50th all things are measured in you know doctor universities, <laughs> <laughs> do
1: universities.
0: <laughs> yeah it's, it's a good measure it's a good measure
2: it's a good measure of time.
0: Uh, so, yeah, so we're going to deep dive into uh, Doctor Who in a little bit. And uh, already people are giving a little bit of spoilers away. Uh, we should mention, uh, Becca, you've not actually seen this week. I episode, I,
1: have, have I have let down the side by not preparing for the Doctor Who special because I don't yet have a TV license. But if you would like to crowdfund that at the end of the series. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I have not watched it this week but I will watch it. I just need to be in the right house.
0: Yeah. No, no, that's completely understandable and completely fair. Um, Should we come on to our quiz questions uh, for this uh, week? Would you be happy with that? So, I was going to say, please find a bit of paper and pen. I've got five questions, and uh, yeah, so folks at home, don't give anything away in the uh, in the comments just yet. Um, But these are all time-related ones because I realised that last Mm. week, Becca, you did kind of some Doctor Who ones uh because i watched you disney yeah yeah do yeah. and disney i i wasn't um i wasn't around last week but i still tuned in uh, i listened to you on the podcast uh, well done good and so, um, a loyal servant yeah no no it's cool it's cool so, and so i wanted to go broader so these are kind of time travel related um yeah time travel related questions so the very first question is number one who wrote the time machine first published in 1895 <laughs> Who wrote The Time Machine, first published in 1895? I
2: think I know that one.
0: Yeah. I'm good. I'm going to move on to question number two. I've got to say, I was quite amazed at this one. And it was something I stumbled across this week. I wasn't Googling it. I kind of came across it on social media. Um, what date ties both Martin McFly and Back to the Future, and The Goonies. What date ties both Martin McFly from Back to the Future and The Goonies? Because supposedly both of the things happen on the same day. And I hadn't realized that.
1: What's the question again?
0: Um, What date ties both Martin McFly from Back to the Future and The Goonies?
1: I suppose there's I a bit know. of clipping
0: going on on our audio. I've turned me down a little bit just in case if it's me. So, question number three. Um, there is a little bit of noise, isn't there? No. Um, question number three is: the 1981 film *Time Bandits* was written, mm. produced, and directed by who so the 1981 time bandits film time bandits was written produced and directed by who that's better Uh, and then question number four what device in the indiana jones franchise changes the course of time so what device in the indiana jones franchise changes the course of time and by that that is taken from the blurb of uh, of the film itself so i won't take any abstract answers <laughs> like his whip (laughs)
1: damn it that's giving to me my answer his brooding
2: stare
0: um and then final question final question um this is quite a broad spanning one but um name one of the characters or creatures voiced by miriam margulise or played by Bernard Cribbins throughout the Doctor Who universe. So name one of the characters or creatures voiced by Miriam Margulies, um or played by Bernard Cribbins throughout the Doctor Who universe. And I'll be generous, I'll give you a point for anyone that you know. And i'm more than happy to be corrected but i believe there's actually potentially four answers for that
2: Uh,
0: okay okay. how are we doing how do we think we're doing uh uh, no idea okay shall we just go through a question shall i ask you the answers to kind of question number one in fact shall we see folks i wonder how you've done at home i wonder how you're doing um have a look no one's actually commenting so far because I've just said it hence um, well oh yeah, Lydia has
1: left her last remaining brain cell um, I bad. think I found it but then I might have accidentally eaten it with my spaghetti Lydia so it served neither of us
0: it was delicious no. though uh, so question number one who wrote The Time Machine first published in
1: 1895 this might HG be the only answer I have which is H.G. Wells
0: Fantastic! Yeah. Fantastic.
2: Doctor uh, were you aware of that? He has a yeah, Doctor Who's yeah. character uh, in, in years and years and years ago. A character yeah. of H.G. Wells.
1: Well, that's impressive. I don't hmm. remember that.
2: Oh, um, it was in a pre-pre-modern, pre-modern story.
0: <laughs> was so it cool. H.G. Wells as well who like voiced? Um... The Decepticon in the Transformer movie or
2: something. That was Orson awesome Wells. Up. But yeah, oh, so awesome very, Wells, good, very good sorry. fact. <laughs>
0: quite yeah, different. sorry. Sorry. He wasn't quite that He wasn't quite that old. Yeah, no, I was gonna say yeah. I knew it wasn't kinda of tallying somehow. Orson awesome, Welles. yeah, of course. Um <laughs> yeah, okay. a great
2: uh, fact Orson awesome Wells in, in uh, playing yeah, Unicorn in the Transformers the movie. That's a very geeky fact. <laughs> that is a very nerdy thing to know.
0: Um I can always return back to that another time. Anyway, um because I know another fact as well. Anyway, um what ties both the ties both Martin McFly and Back to the Future and the Goonies? Do you know what date it is?
1: I've got nineteen
0: eighty-five. That's the year.
1: Does that count? Does that? Can I have half a point for that?
0: That's pretty good. Yeah, it's not I'll bad, you, is it? I'll give you a third, no. <laughs> third of a point.
2: Dave, have you got any more? set off on, on, yeah. the, on the car on the film, but. Um, I had no idea what that date was.
0: It was the 26th of October,
1: 1985. See, well, see, that's quite impressive that but, I remember any
0: number. But what's really crazy is that the Goonies go on their adventure um, the day after when there's the newspaper paper, which is the um, the 25th or, or 24th or something. And so when they go down into the pirate ship, it's spoiler um it's the 26th of october 1985 and so it's just quite quite bizarre how they share the same date. um then the uh, the film the time bandits was written produced and directed by who
2: i think it's someone
1: a, from monty python
2: yeah i think it's Terry gilliam that's correct do
1: um, i get so, a, a <laughs> promotion proportion of um, a point for that
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna be mean and say no. <laughs> but the right ballpark, anyway. It's, um, then, uh, what device in Indiana Jones franchise changes the course of time?
1: The Ark of the Covenant was my only answer.
0: No. Well, it's the From actual Final
2: title. Still, I
0: don't, I don't know uh, it's it. the title of the last film, which is the Dial the Dark of Destiny. Crystal. <laughs> Haven't seen it yet. Oh. It seems oh, okay.
2: to arrive on. I think Disney Plus, isn't it? Very shortly. I keep on seeing adverts. I
0: thought oh. it was already on.
2: Or something. Well, it sure. might be already on. I, uh, yeah, I, I yeah, seem yeah. to remember uh, seeing a trailer rather than a yeah, yeah, yeah. thing on it the other day.
0: But yeah, it's, um, it's the, the Dial of Destiny, which is in the title. Oh. And then finally, mm-hmm. um, basically, name any of the characters or creatures that Mar- Miriam Margulies or Bernard Cribbins has played throughout the Doctor Who universe Grandad. Yeah, that counts right? <laughs> uh, Wilfred Mott. I would take a grand Well done, Cody Tane. Um, any others?
2: Yeah, he was also in the, the 1960s uh, Dalek Invasion of Earth film. Um,
0: That's but great. But I
2: cannot remember his character name, actually. My, my childhood self, you know, will, will be ashamed of me. But uh, Roy Castle played the, uh, the character in the first film and then bernard cribbins was in the second film but i can't remember the name of the character
0: uh, the character's name and i thought i would just check this because i couldn't remember either um is tom campbell in uh, the daleks invasion earth 20 21 50 um and also so um miriam maglis has also appeared as um uh, the voice of meep in the uh, 60th anniversary as well as She's a Slovene in the big audio, um, and called Frau but I had mm. to google that bit. Um, but oh, there's a number of uh things going on as uh, as we uh, I'm glad to see that kind of geekiness is happening alongside the geekiness of uh, yes, the studio Tang- of, uh...
1: tangential geekiness,
0: yeah, 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 that's good. So, how many how many answers did we get? Depends well, you how, mean you how mean
1: you've been, to be honest
0: say that again david
2: it slightly depends on how many points you get for the uh the miriam margulies um
0: oh um, one and, uh, one yeah. each one each for everyone and um i'm going to be generous becca i'll give you one for the year um, thank you and i'll give you Shall one get for um... donna's
1: granddad because yes. she does call yes. him granddad often doesn't she so yes yes that, i'll, I'll I? be okay, i got three then three out of Hello. five that's not bad well it's not three out of five that was it it's three <laughs> out of what? No,
0: it's fine. It's fine. Eight, it's fine. Something. Yeah,
2: I think I got five points and lost two badly.
1: Well done, Cody.
0: No, no that's well done. Okay, and then we're just going to delve a little bit into the geek gallery, and then we're going to launch a bit more into Doctor Who. Is that all right?
1: That sounds marvelous.
0: Fantastic. Let's. Oh, I feel really bad that a lot of people got one point in all that. Sorry. Oh, folks.
1: you know what? We've missed. We've missed the Quizalicious fade. Hang on. This is fourteen. Four seconds of joy. worth
0: nice. it <laughs> <laughs> let's bring it on and do this um so uh geeky gallery yeah it's um been a lot been happening over the last week or so um so we've got like um, a few kind of little bits of pieces um specky geek has been sharing uh the magic the gathering games as well as a little bit of retro gaming um Fun. i can't even identify what that uh, that game is on no board. i can't nice. either um, but some like cool little platformer um we then have a uh, mendip nomad um with some of his uh yeah judges as well as uh the battle combat patrol um that's looking pretty cool and then we kind of go into a little bit of lego um nice. lego is just again it's quite festive isn't it well especially this these festive sets um in yeah. fact i should be adding audio, you know descriptions for people on audio shouldn't i so um Men no yeah. has got um a, a nativity uh, advent wreath um lego advent wreath and then there's some kind of christmas uh festive uh houses and scenes as well as there's like um, a little scene from specky geek which is kind of the millennium falcon i think with um, ray and uh and chewy and um the BB-8. bb8 yeah 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 and I've forgotten the other guy, but yes, um, so that's them. Uh, as well as then we've got Lydia um, sharing a little bit about Mark and uh, and sharing some coloured rainbow lights uh, in a church for a, kind of a carol service, I do believe. And then there's fantastic little moo written uh, on the windscreen in snow, um, or moo kind of written out of the carved out of the snow um, on the car. Um, which um, again, yeah, festive lights and kind of multicoloured lights again is is quite kind of nice and. It's one of those times of year where you can get away with it can't you really so that is all good and i think that is oh yeah and then uh, we've got a new uh, new a new person in our discord community which is um no name other than five nine seven nine one two uh welcome that's nine... a geeky name five nine seven nine one two and these are some <laughs> of the books that they've been reading uh and so uh, and that is just your little reminder as well that you can join our discord group that there is a little link in the um Oh, it's Cody. Ah, fantastic. We just didn't know Cody because it was just a name. No, we just didn't enough, know. That's, a, that's okay. Um, welcome, welcome, Cody, to our Discord. And uh, yeah, it's just a little um, advert there that if you want to be part of the uh, community, uh, dis, you know, part of the community on Discord, then uh, follow the link or find Faith in Geekery um, and or you know, follow us here, watch us live, um, or um, follow us on the podcast too. I think that's so many all... ways, so
1: many ways you can't really escape the geekiness we're coming for you,
0: yes absolutely <laughs> so that is the usual things out of the way with, and we now come to our doctor who special uh so David, I guess we should ask the question of when did you first get into Doctor Who?
2: Well, I was thinking about this, and it is a slightly distressing answer for me um because the first, not not very, not very, but you're talking about the Radio Times, and and one of my first artifacts from Doctor Who is, um, was 1983, and the, and the five Doctors, and upstairs I still have the uh, the front cover of the Radio Times from from uh, November 1983 cut out, so so I was six then, which means that um, I've now been a Doctor Who fan for 40 years, which wow. makes me feel, better. wow, um, yeah, so quite a long time really. But very cool. (laughs) That is very cool. Most of my life, that has not been the case, of course. No, no. A lot of my childhood being bullied for being a Doctor Who fan, and it's been delightful since two thousand five to sort of have at least some people think it might be okay to to like Doctor Who rather than being something that made you stand out as the odd kid, essentially. For a lot of my life, I know we feel that pain,
1: David. We're there with
0: you. So I'm going to ask a question as well about so was it the five doctors that really kind of spoke to you or was the you know we often say well who is your doctor you know who is the one that you kind of um, felt kind of well either you watched first or that you felt a bit of a closeness towards
2: yeah so my doctor is not the first one I watched so um, in the in the five doctors obviously I mean I had lots to choose from um, but uh, it was really the sixth doctor who I always describe as my um, my doctor Colin Baker which basically makes me the like odd one out of the odd ones out in that uh, case because even if you did talk to Doctor Who fans in that period if Colin Baker was your doctor you were still a pariah so that, <laughs> that worked really well for me but yeah Colin Baker's my, my, uh, my doctor and I absolutely love the fact that he had obviously a very difficult time on telly the sixth doctor mm. and wasn't popular and got cancelled and all that kind of stuff um, but on audio now, uh, in Big Finish, he's really come to his own, the Sixth Doctor, and is now one of the most popular um, Doctors in audio. That, that's uh, wonderful. Warms my heart. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's great. Yeah, that's really good. And, uh, yeah, so Doctor Who, kind of, you've kind of enjoyed it throughout all the years. Have you gone back and watched kind of some of the old ones? Or... Oh, yes. Yes.
2: So yeah, I'm fairly, in some ways, I'm a very stereotypical Doctor Who fan because upstairs I do have every episode that's been released on on DVD and every episode that's been released on Blu-ray and all of the Big Finish main series ones. So I have a look, which is very typical of uh, like very geeky Doctor Who fans. Um, So yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, some Doctor Who fans are, you know, you can get into tribes quite easily. Um, and so, but I've never really been it like integrated into into fandom in that way. So I've always been a, a solitary Doctor Who fan. Really, I think there are lots of us around, though, lots of lots of Doctor Who fans who are, you know, where it is quite defining for us. But actually, we haven't been like meeting up with people all through that time. Yeah. I think like it's something that I essentially mostly do with me and like the TV or me and the and the audio. I don't. Mark, accepting and a few friends, I don't, uh, I don't actually like live in a community of Doctor Who very much, really, which
0: is interesting. Mm.
2: Yeah.
0: And uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm, for me, I'm trying to, I'm trying to hold back because I think because uh, I've, 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 seen some of your collection of stuff, David, and so therefore I'm I've, I've not wanting to ask the obvious questions. I want to kind of, kind of, keep on kind of being quite stood back and kind of then start to narrow in a little bit um i remember being at your house when we watched the 50th uh anniversary uh and uh the moment of kind of like there was this kind of uh reverential uh or and uh i think we even discussed about kind of should we talk during uh or otherwise you know and there was a group of us there wasn't there just to be able to yeah. kind of gather yeah. and watch um so uh
2: yeah, that was yeah. my peak sociability of Doctor Who ever, having having actual <laughs> like, living people to my house who weren't in my family to watch Doctor Who. That is That was quite something. And, yeah, and I wouldn't yeah. say you bought a 3D television just to watch that 3D episode, but we did basically buy a 3D television just to watch that 3D. <laughs> <episode>. <laughs> but it was a good
0: episode. It was a good episode. And it's been but... very well. It's, it's the yeah, only
2: yeah. TV I've ever bought, and it's still working yeah. fine. But... Oh, oh well, yes. <laughs> but it was probably a bit of a stretch just for the one episode. <laughs> it's commitment. commitment.
0: Uh, Becca, were you ever into Doctor Who?
1: Yeah, absolutely loved Doctor Who. I was the child that ran around the back garden with the very, very, very long scarf, feeling really quite cool. Um, and, yeah, my my dad, I think, still preaches. There we go. There is the scarf held up to the camera. Uh, my dad still preaches about the the fear of him first seeing... The, um, the Daleks and then when I became a mum I was always the one that wanted to watch it and I think um, Alex who is now 17 came in but at the time he was only two and he came in when I was watching an episode of the Oods and for months after he would tell anybody who listened I saw a Ood." <laughs> and he'd been so traumatised by this spaghetti-based alien I, I saw a ooze and so yes, I have been a, an avid fan. Ace was my favourite companion in the 80s. Um, I just really resonated with her. She was so spunky. <laughs> it's not a word i normally use but yes.
0: I think, I mean, there was a bit of a, an, an anarchic, no, what the word? Is that right? Um, kind of spirit about her the kind of the leather jacket the baseball bat you know kind of um there was a bit of kind of yeah
1: yes and i think she wasn't she wasn't like sarah jane who was who was a fairly stereotypical female companion who was there to big up the doctor ace felt like she was doing something different that she'd she'd challenge and she'd quit back and she yeah she just had that spirit about her that that i found really inspiring
0: um. i mean it's interesting for me i remember the sylvester mccoy and that would that that was my kind of um, doctor as such and that's the one that i kind of first watched and running around very metal dingy kind of almost like flat like uh, uh kind of stairwells and things like that and i don't know it, it was interesting because I definitely got the scare factor. It didn't kind of overly wow me. I think it was really with Paul McGann's uh, TV movie where I sat down to watch it kind of, you know, hearing a bit of the hype of the old Doctor Who because obviously in those days we didn't kind of... I didn't have anything on VCR sort of stuff. It was only kind of rewatches watches of it. Um, and uh, for me, kind of, I could see the potential in the film. And I remember mm-hmm. when I first watched it, I thought there's potential there they've got a bit of weird and a bit strange with it but i could see you know it wouldn't it be nice if it came back wouldn't it be nice to kind of revisit um and i mm-hmm. think that's where it kind of planted the seed for me of paul McGann's doctor and i know it was kind of out of the it was bought by whatever is it a us america or bbc america or whatever it was or something in america uh that the kind of um yeah it just it's it's so the seed for me and so paul McGann stood out to me more so than sylvester mccoy but the film mm-hmm. itself was fairly bad uh, and uh, but but then so when kind of christopher eccleston came back um mm-hmm. i was right there and i was just like yeah i'm watching this i'm going for it i want to support them as best as i could um, and that's, uh, but that's then...
2: really interesting because yeah. because i think people sometimes because it is popular now in many ways um, I think people sometimes forget how unlikely it was in some sectors yes. before before it came back. Yeah. And uh, my was brother cool was interviewing watch. Russell T Davis a few weeks ago, but, which is a, a story in itself. And um, but uh, he was saying that he 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 was worried, Russell T, when they were thinking of bringing it back, because of all of the papers and uh, people were talking about possible actors who might play the new doctor once it was announced, and the papers were all thinking like Paul Daniels. And oh. it's this kind of casting, uh, Russell, he was like, if this is what they expect this show to be, you know, sort of like essentially hopeless, then they've got a, a you know a mountain to climb. And only yeah. really when they announced that it was going to be Christopher Eccleston, you know, who is obviously a movie star already, you know, that yeah. stage, suddenly he said the conversations changed and agents would suddenly be willing to actually, uh, you know, c- contempt, uh, consider having their uh, people on it whereas up to that point you know they were talking to people and they were saying no way why would I want to be involved with that yeah. uh, with that Farago yeah
1: why did Christopher Eccleston say yes was he a Doctor Who fan before uh,
2: I think that's a very complicated question um but Thank you. I, I, yeah no it is but I think I think there are several things but he'd worked with Russell T Davis before um on okay. that remember there was a thing called Second Coming um which was very like a, a sort yeah, of messiah yeah. complex type program yeah. uh, so he worked on that so i think they, he knew he was a really good writer and i think christopher eccleston always okay. says that he that's what he needs he needs really good writing and then he will then he'll believe in it and do it um so that was yeah. part of it. But also i think he really wanted to he's talked about wanting to have a working class hero basically that he didn't want to have kind of all heroes being like rich and fam- famous and uh, upper class, mm. and he, and that that all that stuff about like you know, every every uh, planet has a north and and that kind of stuff. He, he wanted to sort of represent like normal yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. heroes. So I think he achieved that pretty pretty well.
1: Yeah 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 yeah. He was he's just he's so he's so charming in that cheeky chappy. Big ears, stupid grin, gangly. He's just almost what Matt Smith then did again with that that bouncy puppy dog type doctor. Um,
2: but yeah, it's just... yeah, absolutely. I think Matt Smith had a lot of Patrick Trout in him, really. That that uh, mm. if people haven't seen the Patrick Trout, now, it, now everything's available on on iPlayer uh, for people in the UK at least. Um yeah. Yeah, you can now go and watch. If you've got a TV you, license, if you have a TV license, yes, <laughs> yes. you do have, have a TV license for that. Um, but yeah, but it's, it's so it's, Patrick Cram is wonderful if you've uh, if you haven't seen him, and, and Matt yeah. Smith definitely is very kind of very familiar. Um,
1: yeah, he. I think he won me. I was I was absolutely distraught when David Tennant um, said his last. I don't want to go, um, and then Matt Smith just bounces in, and I was like, oh oh, maybe I can do something completely different. And I think that's what I, one of those things that I really like is that each time they've they've just won me over with this mm. new character, new leader, new way of being, which is just really interesting.
0: I think for me, yeah, having kind of... Um, Christopher Eccleston was all right. I thought it was really good to kind of to pick up the torch and run with it. Um, mm. I understand there was a bit of politics why he stepped down anyway, and Russell, his relationship with Russell T Davies in the studio was uh yeah broke down um but oh. kind of David Tennant stood in d- d- as he kind of came in I just thought he just sung he just kind of went yeah. through it and I really it's felt magic. as if they couldn't better that really but then kind of when uh, Matt Smith came in I remember my friend saying kind of like oh yeah I can't wait Matt Smith is gonna be brilliant it's gonna be brilliant and I was there going but he ain't David there is he it's not David he's not David, <laughs> it's not David. and then David. by the end of that first episode I was like you know, what? <laughs> you know what he's not and that's all right let's see where and it going. took
1: big shoes to be able yeah. to step into that that was yeah. it yeah i don't there's not many people that could have carried that but he he did and he did it by being not david tennant um and that's exactly what yeah. we needed
0: and it's interesting that uh my mate, so basically, when I was at uni, uh, the second time round, uh, me and Rich we did some uh, Doctor Who spoofs, which are available uh on, on YouTube, <laughs> uh, they're really bad quality. Uh, and that was the first time I for a BBC. <laughs> yeah. um, that was the first time I built a big TARDIS. Uh, and then, um, but basically, he told me that because I used to kind of chat to him a bit about it and like when the next kind of Doctor Who was coming, and he told me that he was there going after David Tennant, he was there going, Oh. Peter Capaldi would nail it. Uh, and they were like, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then it's just like, oh, Matt Smith, oh, uh, you know. And then the next time when it was like Peter Capaldi, I was just like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <It> <laughs> no, did. really good, really yeah, very good.
2: Very smart, very
0: smart. Um, but, um, so we've had a, a few comments from Lydia, uh, but yeah, I think, um, <laughs> but this is it, you know, I think these the, the, the changes of faces of the doctor enable people to kind of. Dip in and become more connected. I think, um, and I, and I really kind of loved the way that you know. Obviously, the longevity of the show, you know, sixty years—that is the longest sci-fi program. You know, it 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 is an establishment, isn't it? Um, an institution, mm-hmm. um, but it means that the next generation, and the next generation, and the next generation can all kind of find their pace and doctor who can also respond to the culture that it's in and can kind of you know be you know and and literally that you can get the actor to be the doctor for that generation whilst kind of adding to what has gone in the past and i I kind of really like that kind of that dynamic of of what it can be um i think um I hope you don't mind. I think we're going to put a pen in that kind of thought for a bit. And I think because there is potential to kind of explore theology a bit and God a bit about that. But um, I've realised that I kind of got David on here and we haven't talked about any props or anything or any keepsake. We want to see
1: your treasure trove,
0: uh,
2: David. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I can whip do them that. Out. So, uh, Mike, I have a few little treasured things. Um, um, this, 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 to start with, so this not is. Not the uh, main can So, this is. Uh, um, from the uh, very very short lived doctor who crisps that golden wonder uh did for, uh, in i think 1985 or 1986 uh, so and fl- uh, and so this is some some little uh, comic little tiny comic strips that were literally in the bag of crisps um so how on earth I managed to keep that in reasonable condition uh, for like 35 years I have no idea um but so that's, that's the, yeah, so that was a little uh,
0: yeah crisp magazine that had Colin Baker on the front, was it?
2: Yeah, yes. so it's Colin Baker, yeah. uh, the, the Sixth Doctor, my, my Doctor. Yeah. Um, and oh, yeah, before. but a bit random, to be honest, to have kept it all this time. Uh, slightly, slightly, the, the 80s was the time that taste forgot in so many ways. Uh, and and <laughs> the next two items, I think, really show that. What what, they, what what is the cheesiest kind of tie-in that you can imagine for Doctor Who? Um, I think these might be close to that. Uh, so this is Jesus. this is the famous spotlight?
0: Doctor do spotlight? Cookbook. uh thank you. Well, Doctor, Doctor Who Cook
2: yes. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So um, with, with real terrible recipes. Uh, yeah. So basically <laughs> basically well, can you give
1: us as, as an example of a recipe in there?
2: I can, I can. So um this is John Scott Martin, who is one of the original Dalek operators. Um, Dalek bake with exterminate <laughs> topping. So it, it exterminates four humanoids. It says, um, which I think is basically fish pie. Hi, JD. Turlough, I think um, that the brigadier did uh, Nicholas Courtney did steak Diane. Uh, so it's really and and there's there's uh, Colin Baker in the kitchen, cooking up his uh, his recipe there. Uh, so yeah, yeah really that is. Pretty bizarre really. And I, recipes are practical. I, I like it's, it. It's very much like one of those church kind of magazines that people produce where everyone puts in a a recipe and, and some of them work and some of them don't. So just like that with all with all Doctor Who actors and producers, totally yeah. random. Uh, and then the other one that's kind of sort of similarly odd, also from the 80s, is this Doctor Who pattern book, um, which is uh, knitting um and uh kind of uh, craft works um yes. sewing uh there is of course a Tom Baker scarf pattern in there uh, but also Excellent. things like jumpers and other other type uh, oh, things okay. complete yeah, with, yeah. Uh, yeah complete with your your kind of like your, your knitting pattern uh type things it's a very very useful um although I did <laughs> I did make my my uh departed nanny make me about seven different things from it in about 1985 or. Six. Oh. So that oh that's so yeah. cute and then I, I thought i'd really bring the geek so this this is this is a commodore 64 tape <laughs> game wow. Doctor Mines of terror also, also wow. Doctor. and so it's uh yeah long long since unplayable as i no longer have a commodore 64 or a player <laughs> with which to run it but uh, i have not got rid of it as you can see still uh, still have the tape in there, um but yeah so that's uh, I thought that was appropriately geeky uh so yeah, so I can see some of our uh, watchers had amigas, so that that's uh, I think this was also on spectrum um yeah yeah i't yeah. uh, yeah, I, I, I think it was uh, pre amiga, so there was an amiga game as well though actually we'll sit to western McCoy a bit later um, my my oldest um my oldest bit of merchandise is, this This is the 1965 um, Doctor Who oh, annual, so it does, it does predate me a little bit. And this, oh, is, this is back from when you could get good bits of uh, merchandise from second-hand shops, charity shops, um, yeah, and, and it yeah. was from the 60s. Well, now, definitely, um, this, this would obviously be on eBay and being bought by some American for a lot of money. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. We, we haven't back. got a problem with
0: ma- Americans in general. No, we love Americans. Some Americans
2: increases the price
1: of of, uh,
0: of yes. Of it's
1: market. Yeah. It's a market-driven thing. Yeah, Capitalism.
2: Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> so whereas this was 50p in uh, in, in charity shop uh, in sometime in the late 80s. So it's uh, yeah, that's great fun. Um, and my weirdest bit, I thought I'd bring weird. So geeky and then weird. So this is my kind of my pride and joy really. Oh. I, I don't oh, know how to do it. frozen, frozen. Webcam's, Webcam's frozen oh, but is this oh, is this oh, it's a oh. So this this is this is very odd. This is a um I don't know how many people remember Davros, the uh yeah, yeah. the yes. leader or inventor of the dialects. So this is a this is a, a Davros toy. Um I don't know if you can see it at all. Yes. Um, but basically yeah, yeah, yeah. um if, if our, our viewers may notice something a bit odd about this model, um can you can you see uh Anything that's odd about this the model?
0: Definition is a little bit. Is it because he's got uh, two hands or something? What is it? Yeah,
2: that's exactly right, Mark. So, yeah, uh, B- Babros only has one hand in the in the stories, but when they made this yeah. uh, model, um, they made it with two hands, and well, so yeah. this is an extremely unusual model because they they realised fairly quickly, um, that they'd been making this model wrong. So what they did <laughs> um, was they they basically took all the original ones they'd made. And then, and then this is my um, this is my later model. You, you almost certainly won't see this on the camera, unfortunately. But basically, what they did was they just got a hot knife and cut one oh. of the arms off. <laughs> so, so this wow. actually has one one arm now, uh, one hand. But the if you look closely, which you can't definitely can see on the webcam, and um, then um, but basically they have just cut off the cut off the hand of the, of the model uh. they've made and then um, so it just got this thing so that, that's my one-handed and two-handed davros Brilliant. Fantastic. Like Brilliant.
1: i love it i love a treasure trove of geekiness
0: and i thought i thought a better kind of yeah we better mention all that because i knew that david uh, would come out with the goods and um, i've just got a myriad of um of sonic screwdrivers um oh more yeah. sonic screwdrivers. Wait, how do i spotlight you yeah, I <laughs> As well as there we
2: go. Uh,
0: As well
2: as a oh. Cyberman uh, helmet as well.
1: So sad. We, we right, really <laughs> <laughs> like, do man. it do it both that's just terrifying, isn't it? It's just... <laughs> I have no do- the only Doctor Who memorabilia is a Christmas decoration that I have not yet unpacked
2: i don't know how your kids are mark but my my kids really hate those masks they 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 are now at sort of six and eight absolutely terrified of them if you put them on and walk towards them they they freak
0: um I, I, mine are always just on top of the shelves so they're not allowed to touch them
2: <laughs> <laughs> very well mine is broken doesn't work the voice changes yeah. doesn't
0: work oh. <laughs> I've not even tried to turn it on for ages. Anyway, um, so yeah, so I thought we were just going to do a little bit of a show um, as well. Show um, and tell, a bit of show and tell indeed. Because I think, but I think you also referenced really quickly in there as well, David, about the feels. This is a real heartfelt community at the centre of Doctor Who, where people who have worked on the show or around for kind of big audio really kind of the kind of they come part of it, don't they? And they really get involved and. Um, yeah, it's really kind of quite meaningful of how they kind of um, really look after and respect and kind of get brought under the wings of, uh, of the kind of big finish audio, but also kind of the show. I think it's just really quite a special program, really. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think there are times and there are unfortunate um, stories and situations where people as part of the kind of, you know, as as all, as well as that as all kind of long running TV shows um or BBC things, uh, you know, that there are unfortunate stories as well, um, but in, broadly speaking, um, I think there is kind of a, a real community at the heart of Doctor Who and the kind of Big Finish audio. Is that yeah, fair to say?
2: I, yeah, I think that's very fair to say. I think in the modern Doctor Who, that's partly because so many of the people that make it were fans as children, and that mm. and that is a bit u- unusual, really, it's a bit unique. Other than sort of things like Sherlock Holmes and things like that, there, there are not really things that have lasted that long that people, when they were young, could then have it as their job. So I think the ultimate example of that for me is probably Nick Briggs, Nicholas Briggs, who is the voice of the dialects in all of the modern uh, audios, but essentially was a fan and in the in the gap when it wasn't being made. He made sort of fan audios and and worked out how to do the audio, he worked out how to do the Dalek sound effect, and sort of copied the the original voice actors and and he now basically in his head he he does the old voice actors. he'll say, "Oh, I'm doing uh, you know a, a, a uh, oh I can't remember the names but a, a Hawkins dialect or whatever and And when they came to make the new ones, essentially, Russell T. Davis went to him and said, "Well, you should do it because A, you know how to do it." and it will save us a lot of research if you just bring your ring modulator and, and you know, yeah. able to do it. and also you love it, so why not, so he's, he's, his whole career really is, is based on his childhood uh, love, which is uh, really nice, nice mm-hmm.
0: Thank you, I knew that you had that story I couldn't remember all the details of it, so I'm really glad that you shared that, but I think this is it Where and I think i will like to take that pin back out again now of the kind of the theology of uh, I find that Doctor Who is a real kind of a real opportunity to explore kind of modern fandom modern kind of family and traditions of you know that you kind of there is that expectation of seeing like even now you know we're looking forward to obviously the last of the 60th anniversary editions but then there'll be the Christmas special you know it has the ability to to draw the generations together and I, I just love yeah. that idea that Doctor Who continues to reflect and change, and you know I think there's always going to be haters, but you know I, I just love the fact that they've kind of modernised, they've kind of, they've yeah they've taken a step back and like um, the reference. I know that it's not gone down well with some people about kind of Russell T Davies um, updating Davros to to not being uh, disabled in effect. You know uh, I think it's one of these things of it's just really healthy to be able to kind of re re uh reimagine and um re kind of uh yeah kind of re what's the word um yeah reimagine kind of doctor who for a new generation Mm -hmm. and and that for me just speaks testament of of church of of, you know that each generation comes i know tradition is there to carry it the the -hmm. the core fans are there to carry it and the merchandise is there to carry it but actually it does really well to reinvent itself for a fresh generation. Mm. And I think church can learn a lesson from that and kind of yeah. uh, and kind of say, actually, you know what, as much as it is for us, it should be for the next generation and uh, for the next generation. Mm. And, uh, and I feel as if that, you know, church could really learn a couple of lessons from from Dr. Who.
1: But what is that lesson, Mark? Because because as, as fans, we receive the new doctor as it's been written by someone else um we we don't have to do anything we either consume or we don't consume there's no there's no adjustment that we have to make to make that doctor work with the fans it's just like it or lump it so as as i was talking about you know that transition from from one doctor to the next doctor to the next doctor um that each one is bringing their own characteristics their own thing and that's the same in any community where a new person comes in uh, things significantly shift but also you hold on to you know the the kind of the things that were precious and there is something okay. about that church history and that shift as we as we change from community to community that for for ministers for itinerant ministers especially there's something about that change where, in order for it to fully work, it needs to be accepted by the the fandom, and I think I'm equating your average church congregation to a Doctor Who fandom right now. Um, but the, and yeah, I'm not quite sure what it is that helps us transition from the next, other than we know it's going to happen. Um,
0: but I think I think that's just one specific person, and I, I, I'm not trying to equate myself to a doctor as a minister even though
1: even though even though I
0: may have done that in a in a final um, farewell letter um to a congregation did you say I uh, don't want to go no I said you've been brilliant um and uh, <laughs> yeah no I think but I think there is something there about the church broadly speaking kind of for a next generation trying to engage with those on the fringe mm-hmm. of church those on the beyond of church yeah. those trying to sort of say actually how is the gospel relevant to today yeah. rather than yeah, just yeah. kind of doing the what messaging and the
1: storytelling
0: yeah even the doctor yeah. himself though in a way the the,
2: um, the character obviously has to land in different places and different times and has to kind mm. of bring his own uh his own being wardrobe. his own uh, his own wardrobe definitely um I just keep on with the props um his own wardrobe and uh generally generally just um work out how to be himself in that different place and and that's mm. kind of he, but that's one of the things I think that is great about Doctor here is that the Doctor doesn't um he, you know he's he's he or she and with Jodie is uh um, <laughs> a stranger and an alien uh uh and, and not of this world but um yeah. improves the the situation they find themselves in uh, and and so I think there's, there's quite a lot of um uh kind of faith in that really, uh, of kind of going where you're put, for you for you as itinerant ministers, going going where you're sent, yeah. uh, but remaining yourself, and uh, kind of being a positive influence in the place that you are called to, um, but without compromising your own your own being and your own person. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what the doctor does really
1: yeah being driven by values that's a that's an incredibly i blinked and then yeah. the fez appeared that was oh, it was I, like magic just happened in front i i don't of my think
0: eyes. i don't think you blinked i think that your the, the webcam froze <laughs> and you went from <laughs> Being without affairs to being with affairs, I and mean, it was, just it in, was in a, a moment, moment. <laughs> <laughs> that that almost got it, um, but that was brilliant. Yeah, so fantastic affairs as well, David. Um, yeah, cool. I just I just that think cool. that Doctor Who really can speak to us on that deeper level of faith and mm-hmm. reinvention and, and and keeping the core message the same. um You know that i hope that people can see that the doctor and the doctor's face can change the wardrobe can change they you know but actually there can be a nod and there can be a, an awareness of what has gone on in the past but actually um to keep true to the doctor who kind of um narrative uh, even if it does mean kind of some bits of left to one side some bits are kind of brought to the front foreground. Um and and I quite like the fact that kind of Russell T. Davies already has shown kind of this kind of hey, we're new, we we've got the new Disney budget, um, uh, but um but you know actually there's a nod to the old a nod to the past, uh, and I really kind of like that the, the Easter eggs of the old dot two. We haven't mentioned any of the 60th anniversary specials. Um, I realize that Becca, you haven't seen the latest one. Um, but is there anything to say about those? Kind of uh, David, uh, we've got I will say that we've got a couple more minutes, a few more minutes to uh, to talk before we uh, we come to an end. Yeah.
2: Well, I, th- I think they are both very different, which is good. Um, so they the first one very much a kind of traditional uh kind of rompy story um uh, and for those who don't know it is based on a Tom Baker comic strip um from like 1981 so they kept yeah. mu- they kept the basic story pretty pretty as it was um slightly changing but the actual me herself is is straight from that uh, so that's great fun meep. and then the, the second one that's uh, obviously without too many spoilers uh is much more unsettling and uh yeah it, it, r- great I mean, really really fun and different and uh, a, a, a puzzle. And uh, uh, I, my favorite kind of Doctor Who story, personally, is what sometimes gets called Sherlock Holmes in space, uh, where basically the Doctor is trying to solve something, some mystery, some problem. Uh, so like uh, in, in Tom Baker, I really like um, several of the, the ones that are like that, robots of death, particularly. Um, but this this one is a bit like that, it's a, mis- a mystery. Yeah, yeah needs to be solved so yeah i hope people enjoy it a lot right uh,
0: i'm going to say i actually that was one of the few ones I've on iplayer i watched all four parts of it i caught up with that one Excellent. um that I is really probably like that my
2: one. actual favorite <laughs> certainly one of my top five stories
0: yeah uh, very good very good um that was unplanned uh but i also like the mm-hmm. fact that um and again i hope this is a potential little bit of a spoiler but not too much of one is that the the sonic <laughs> screwdriver isn't in use um, in a big plot kind of way, because I think that is also sometimes it's the MacGuffin, it's the oh no, we're stuck in this place, here's the sonic screwdriver. Hey, I can even show you one, you know, here's the sonic screwdriver <laughs> and, and kind of fix Marco, it. Mark
1: holds a sonic in screwdriver in his hand.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, actually, that's always been the case, incidentally. He's like canine as well. Kate canine was way too useful, so they kept on having to like crash him into lakes or leave him on a table yeah, yeah. or. Because the answer to the problem can't always be canine shoots the baddie and it's all over. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a bit too much of a Deus machina.
0: Yeah. So I, I think yeah, I thought it was um, really good the second one. Again, no spoilers on that. But um, I, I was also quite um, <laughs> um, I was also quite kind of glad the way that they kind of um, explored the first anniversary one. Of kind of just meeting things on the face about pronouns and gender you know the kind mm-hmm. of this is this is doctor Who for the for the latest generation and um, I, I was yeah. also a little bit taken aback with the whole kind of the budget from disney um and everything from the tardis spinning through the kind of the the space um, and time vortex of the of the dust particles as it flicks up and then they're gonna go oh my gosh you know this is like this is I mean it's like this isn't just high this isn't just kind of high. This, <laughs> this isn't just dot is, this is this is, this is <laughs> Disney kind of high resolution <laughs> oh you know and then yeah. kind of like just David Tennant with his kind of sonic screwdriver <laughs> creating a display um and and then also using like this kind of hexagonal um uh uh, what's the word um, hexagonal um, kind of force field? You know, and mm. like pushing it, around, and I'm like kind of going, "Oh my gosh, yeah. is this? Yeah. You know, is this?"
1: Did we, did we like that? I I thought it was done. It wasn't done too much in your face, but it it wasn't it wasn't BBC Doctor Who. <laughs> <It> wasn't <laughs> not all Doctor the
2: time. It would be a problem. But it's it. Yes. I think it's really important for Doctor Who. It doesn't rely on special effects. Yeah, that doesn't mean you can't have them. So I, I, the, um, the first Dalek story is, is available to watch in colour at the moment, which is great fun. Um, they've colourised it from 1963-04. <laughs> um, but it, um, mm-hmm. in that, they only had five Daleks. And so if they needed more than five Daleks in shot, then the rest are all just cardboard cutouts. And now you can really see that they're just cardboard cutouts. But at the time, you know, it was much more blurry. Yeah, and yeah, nobody yeah. really noticed. And it was like an army of Daleks. I think it's really important that that doctor can do that, and just you just have to believe it. But nevertheless, yes. it's quite nice to have some, you know, good special effects, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I didn't uh, hate it, uh,
0: but I I did like though the kind of the little nods, the little Easter eggs to kind of. Um, previous who so kind of resonating concrete um mm-hmm. i really like that kind of thing chris freckleston's doctor was talking about you know should get to do resonate concrete at some point and um, then there's also the um what was I gonna say um yeah I, I also really loved the little thing that the creators of the comic book and um, if you watched on the doctor who, um, special thing they got shared titles at the very beginning of doctor who to say mm-hmm. like they created it. And I was just like, as in, because they invented the meat back in the day sort of mm-hmm. thing. I was just really kind of, my, my heart was kind of lifted a bit to see their names um, on the kind of the, the top billing sort of thing, you know? And it was just mm-hmm. like, that's really good. And, and I think mm-hmm. that's a real good thing to have done as well. So even, even behind the scenes, they seem to be doing a good thing and kind of setting the bar high again for what we can mm. kind of look forward to how you treat um,
1: people and
0: yeah 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 and um, i am aware that we're kind of running over time it's just because mm-hmm. i'm really i really love doctor who <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but uh, but yeah no i think um yeah i think doctor who is is fantastic and uh, thank you david for coming to join us is there anything uh, final to say before we uh, drop you off the screen
2: no, I'm mean, look forward to shooting Gatwa Maybe we uh, should have you know, a, a redo once we once that's uh, launched in the new year. Yeah, 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 thank yeah, you yeah. for
0: having me. Absolutely. Well, no, it's been you're um, always welcome. Absolute pleasure, uh, and uh, yeah, no, thank you, David, um, and uh, I look forward to watching the uh, the Doctor Who special on Saturday with you. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, that'd be really fun. Uh, so uh, yes, bye bye for now. I'll drop you off. And, uh, yeah, Becca, uh, anything left to say or otherwise?
1: There's something about, um, and I I don't want to talk about David when he's off screen because I can see him right down there. There's something about um, those of us that really loved sci-fi stuff, especially in the 80s and 90s, where there was a sense of not belonging. But it's not that it's got better, it's just that something shifted in what we need as community, as society, where that that story has stood up to time. Um, and actually, those of us that are willing to gather together around the story are finding our people. Um, and I think more so as we're able to choose more and more what we watch on television, what we listen to on the radio, it's all curated by the algorithms that have... Picked up that i've now been talking about doctor who so my phone's heard that so they'll now give me adverts for whatever um into the future my next time machine um that that gathering together and finding your people just feels really it feels really special it yeah. feels special to talk about doctor who in a faith in geekery special on doctor who um just yeah it's lovely yeah, yeah. It's special
0: yeah and that, all these things don't they? they they enable us to to explore kind of life death um adventure as well as kind of reinvention and uh, it's just a privilege to have these sort of milestones and anchor points that kind of uh, are present in our life that we have the privilege of being able to kind of watch these things fresh uh you know and uh I was excited to tell the kids I was like, Oh, there's a new Doctor Who. They don't even watch it. <laughs> but they were happy for me, you know, that was a new Doctor Who coming oh. out. Um I've re- I've started to introduce them gently, gently to a couple of little bits and pieces. Um uh, the Can Mr. I'm Men is Doctor Who. Um it, um so, I don't know. Yeah, it's I think it's U or P G. Like some of the ones are PG, but um mm. but my kids love the uh, the Mr. Men Doctor Who uh volumes. Um so the Ruben will be like is this the ninth? is that the 10th uh you know and all that kind of stuff so uh, kind of education starting young anyway uh, but it has been a pleasure tonight becca as always and uh thanks folks for for listening yes thank you for david Mm -hmm. thank you for everyone commenting thank you for those who kind of listen to us later on in the week and uh, who catch up and just a reminder there at the bottom about discord as well uh so thanks Thanks, folks Uh, thank you commenters and uh, people part of the community it's been an absolute pleasure so remember to geek safe you have been listening to the faith and geekery podcast and if you want to find out more information or even be a guest on the show please visit cybersten.co.uk for more information and all the social media likes and all that kind of stuff and we are a small community so those likes those subscriptions they all count and help towards uh positive feelings in the world again thank you for tuning in geek safe